In light of the current situation, we will be highlighting Black women of color doing remarkable things in their respective fields. This week's episode, we have Rache Gibson. Rache grew up on the family islands of the Bahamas and went on to become a marketing manager of a highly competitive industry while balancing her career as a lash stylist. She's an enthusiastic and caring businesswoman, which is easily seen through her motivation to strive for the best and the connections she builds with her clients. Here's our conversation with Rache. You are listening to the UNI Podcast, a lifestyle podcast aiming to create a passionate and thriving community who aspire and inspire in all aspects of life. Here are your hosts, Ozzy and Carol. So excited to have Rache on our episode today. Welcome to the UNI podcast. Thank you for having me. We have a couple questions for you, but first, how are you? I'm doing excellent. Um, kind of happy that I don't have COVID-19, but sad that I'm <laughs> inside <laughs> and I can't travel. Jesus Lord, I need to travel. Yeah. I know people are going to be upset now too. Yes! Girl, I don't know. They, I don't know how they're gonna do it. Cause I know you're always over there. Right. Like honestly, if I wasn't here, I probably would have been in Bimini. Like I would have been in Bimini hiding from COVID nineteen. But thank God I'm not there though. <laughs> Where are you guys? I'm in uh, Tennessee. I'm in America. And she can start going to the gym now, mm-hmm. living her best life. It's not bad. Stores are opening, restaurants are opening. It must be nice. Yeah, but I'm in Nassau, so you probably know all the rules and regulations. You just watch our prime minister Yes. give us the most <laughs> hypocritical speech I've ever seen in my entire life. But, you know, it is what it is. The Mother's Day <laughs> speech was the worst, though. Oh, <laughs> like, it, it was the worst. I was just like, okay, I had enough of this. I'm so sorry. But I was like, I had enough of this. Because you're telling us how to enjoy Mother's Day. That's all. That's all you're doing. (laughs) You're not updating the country on anything. (laughs) All right. So before we get started, we wanted to break the ice a little bit, like before we get into like the main part of our whole podcast. So could you describe your perfect day? Oh, I thought about this for a long time. My perfect day would be, I love coffee, waking up, saying my prayers, getting coffee, going for a run. Karenik, you know, I like to run too. Kind of, sort of. Coming back home, having breakfast, and just laying in bed all day, watching my shows, doing nothing. Like that. Like, I like that. I feel life. that. What shows? I love the one with Reddington. Blacklist. Blacklist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love Blacklist. Um, I legit just started watching Scandal today. Um, I love Green Leaf. 
I love Money Heist. I'm obsessed with Money Heist. Oh my god. Money Heist is so good. Yes. <laughs> Remember they literally watched it in like two, like a day. Like the last Girl, season. Girl, did you cry when Nairobi got killed? Of course. What? Oh my of god. Co- what? I wanted to shoot him myself. I literally hate that dude that killed her. He is the worst. I hate him. He- I like passionately hate him. <laughs> Girl, I wanted to cry. It's just such a nuisance. For like, real. For real. <laughs> it was he, terrible. It was terrible. And then the way they, like, really, like, the way they, like, recorded it and filmed it, the way she, like, died was so sad. It was. It was. And then the fact that she was planning to have a baby with the professor, all of that is just so sad. Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still hurt. I'm still dealing with it. but what do you guys recommend me watching though i legit don't have a lot of time to watch tv it depends on what you like what Uh, do you like to watch i like drama okay i like romance then i like a lot of drug cartel stuff too like have you watched narcos yet no you need to watch narcos you need to watch ozark okay um good girls is really good as well I watched Queen of the South, like that was my all-time favorite. Yeah, Narcos is really good, and they have like they have multiple different Narcos. Like uh-huh. they have Narcos Mexico, Narcos Guadalajara, especially if, like that kind of cartel stuff. Okay. Um, El Chapo. Okay. And then Ozark is good as well. Yeah, you should try those first. Let me know how these go. Okay. I'm like, I watch so much. I watch so much Netflix and TV that like it depends on what you want, and I can just like go through my head and see like <laughs> what I've watched that corresponds with, <laughs> with what you what you like want to watch. Karenik, what do you watch? What are you watching now? Oh, what do I like to watch? So my shows are whatever Ozzy and Roche usually recommends to me. No, for real, because when I used to work in the office, I used to be like, so what are you watching now? <laughs> You're right. Okay, I'm not a huge Netflix watcher. I just, I just follow whatever is like... Oh my goodness. Okay. I am. Honestly, wait, wait, wait. So if basically you... everything we just spoke about is what I've watched. I was literally watching a show right now called Dead to Me. If you like romance oh, and like I, drama. I recommended that one to you. I recommended that one yeah, to you. Yeah, that's, that's I'm on season good. two. Have you watched season two yet? Yes, it, yes, I started watching it. I'm watching it. it right now. It's so good. It is? So you should watch that. You so should watch that. I'm going to watch that right now. Like, Especially right like drama and like romance type stuff. Yes. Yeah. And there's a bit of crime sprinkled in as well, so. A little bit of crime. It's a good one. It's a good one. Self-based sprinkled. Did y'all watch <laughs> You See Me? Oh, Dead, you and uh, me? Dead to Me. Oh, now you, wait, what? You, did you watch you and me was it you and me or you see me oh you no you oh, and me it's one? a movie i don't know someone was comparing comparing it with the notebook oh oh wait wait, wait. is it where like the dude is in a wheelchair yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> I told you, like, I've watched... Ozzy's watched almost everything. Ozzy has yeah, no, really very have. little options left to watch. Oh, Honestly. Lord. It's actually, yeah. That was a really good High school, life. senior, like, our last year of high school, when we finally got into college and stuff, I really was just doing nothing but watching TV she, and movies. She just watched TV the entire time. Oh, so, wow. like, I caught up on, like, a lot of stuff. Oh, wow. I would walk into her room and be like, Ozzy, do your homework. I'm like, no, I already, I'm, I'm in college. I'm like, done. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. <laughs> yeah, I did it in the end, though. The first year of college, that's how it is.
Yeah, that's how it is. Honestly, honestly, honestly it carried over in the first year of college too. <laughs> yeah. My <laughs> friends and I, we were just like super hyped to be in college, but we just were super hyped to be like have freedom to do whatever we want. Mm. Yeah. So we barely used to go to classes, honestly. <laughs> what? Yeah, classes? Yeah, classes? No, I, I, see, I'm not, I, I wasn't I that. My I wasn't first that semester, <laughs> it was bad. I was not that. I went to class. Yeah, we. we I mean, there were some days where, I, like, I would be like, I'm not feeling it. Like we had like, like a designated person to be in the class to get the work, so we always got the work and do the work. Yeah, but we were never there. Yeah. Find friends, guys. Find friends. Like a good right. your classes. How to finesse college? Yeah, guys. You yes. Yeah. Finesse college. <laughs> Listen to me. I don't know if you've ever read that some of your best friends and lifelong friends, you meet them in college, not high school. That is true. I heard the opposites. I heard the opposite. Oh, really? No. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's because we went to boarding school, so yeah. I don't know. But even when I was in boarding school in Nigeria, it was like you're finding your friends in boarding school compared oh, to college no yeah because you like live with them like you, you're like like you're with like you're, oh, okay. you're in the same space okay and i don't know it was that's, i heard the opposite okay. which is interesting that's kind of different so i wonder if it's like is that just a different perspective for people that did not go to boarding school probably yeah probably know, guys. true mm-hmm. let us know True. Half of my face, uh, my high school friends, I'm no longer friends with. Like we occasionally speak to each other, but mm. like some of my college friends, that's like we're really, really, really close. Too. Yeah, that's really interesting too. Because when I went to high school in the Bahamas, I don't talk to anyone, not a soul <laughs> I knew in high school in the Bahamas. Not really, like, some of my yeah. closest friends, some of my best friends, are people that I met in secondary school back in Nigeria. Like, we don't talk as often, but, like, we're always, if we meet up, we always just click. Like, it was, like, never, like, like, it never happened. That's me with my junior boarding school friends and my high school, my preparatory. I don't know. All right, so (laughs) we went on a whole tangent, guys. Sorry about that. But diving in, could you please share with us your background and the story that has led you to where you are now? Okay, so I'm an island girl. I'm not a city girl. I grew up on Long Island. That's an island in the Bahamas, in the central part of the Bahamas. Population, about 3,000 people. Um, I grew up in a small neighborhood where everyone was basically family. So I had a ton of friends growing up because we were all cousins, but like it was so fun honestly growing up on the island was fun when you're young you um you well i don't know how it is for city folks but we spent every day outside the outdoors were like the best we would play hide and seek in bushes <laughs> like like we have an acre of property and everyone paying hide and seek in the bush. Like it was, it was just really, really, it was really fun. Um, and then we had, we didn't have a lot of the luxuries that you guys have, like um, city people have, sorry. Like um, fast food restaurants and like 
arcades and stuff like that so we had to do the whole hopscotch and batten ball and all those outdoor adventures climbing trees we had to do all of those stuff yes and farming like the island people the older folks they farm so every young child knew how to plant corn <laughs> and all of those good stuff and cattle like we had a lot of cattle and sheep that's amazing yes we had sheep we had pigs we had goats we had um horses all sorts of different things that we had to like make sure that they got fed and they got water because they were some of the the you know um things that they used to make money agriculture was big growing up it's actually really interesting hearing you talk about all of that because I know other people that live on family islands or that have lived on family islands. When I say other people, I'm referring to close family. And I'm just like, how did you do that? Like, wasn't your life boring? No. <laughs> like, this sounds nice and boring. Like, there's nothing to do. <laughs> that's That's so true. You have days when you've, like, you know okay i'm tired of feeding the sheep today like what else is there to do but we because we had so much other things to do and so much chores i could say like we were never really bored like that and then after i got a bit older like around 13 my dad taught me how to drive (laughs) so (laughs) because once you can drive you can really go anywhere like you can (laughs) 13 years old I was picking up my friends and literally like my dad he was just the best he believed that you can do anything that you put your mind to he was not afraid of the law so he didn't even care he used to give me the car like I'll go to him what is the law (laughs) no for true no one no one really scared of the law so like I would go to him and be like you know dad i want to go by one of my friends we want to go on the beach oh here are the keys i have no permit i have no license he trusts me so he gave me the car like i'd go pick up my friends and we would literally go out literally go out anywhere go to the beach go by other friends house it was it was really fun would you say that moving from the island how has that been for you adjusting to city life? Uh, when I was in grade 12, I was ready to go. I was just ready to experience all of the fast pace. Um, so when I moved here, I embraced it immediately. Um, and then I got a job, a part-time job, as soon as I came. So I had to figure it out, how, like how to get to work and get to school. So, and I'm an open mind person, like um, I'm open to anything. So all of the hustle and bustle, I kind of enjoyed it because after the slow pace on the island, like I was, I was really over that. So I'm, I was excited and I think that's what helped me to grow even faster and get accustomed even faster because I was ready for it and I was not about to just you know be afraid of you know all sorts of different things that could possibly happen I was just ready for it 
So the transition was really good. Um, and then I had friends here and like family members who would come and visit me from the family island. So they would take me everywhere. Um, and then also my friends who I graduated with, we all went to the same college. So it was like, I'm, I'm seeing my same friends again. I didn't move to a different country, you know, like to the US, to school in the US. So it was, it was fine for me. It wasn't as hard. Different people have different say... experiences though. Mm, true. What would you say, I guess, from your experience then? Like, what was your favorite thing about, you know, Nassau? And then what's your favorite thing about Long Island? Right. My favorite thing about Nassau would be options. The fact that I have so many options to places to eat, um, things to do, entertainment. On the family islands, my favorite thing would be relaxation. Slow pace. Like I'm already dealing with a, a job that's stressful. So if I go to the family islands, I don't really have any stress. I'm just relaxed. Everything is slower. That's most what I love about the family islands. And actually, I plan to retire and move to the family islands. Honestly, Ooh, which no, one? That's, I feel like that makes sense. Is it Bimini or is it back to Long Island? Because you love Bimini, without a doubt. You do love Bimini. <laughs> I love Bimini. Have you ever been? No. Oh, my God. We need to take a trip. Y'all need to take a trip. Bimini is Bimini. like this big. <laughs> Ozzy, she's not lying. It's literally like a speck of dust on the map. Like, yeah. it's so small. Like, it's, it takes you probably 15 minutes to go from one end of Bimini to the next. And, <laughs> and everybody has golf carts. So it's not even like, they have cars, but they're smaller cars. But everyone Why do you like it? Why, why is it your favorite? <laughs> Simply because it's small and um, it's a beautiful island too. Mm. And then everybody just relax like <laughs> you jump on your golf cart and you go to work and come you go for a drink get a come salad and go home and like it's, it's just like the Amen special drink right yeah. yeah it's just chilled it's chilled and it's fun man but many people know how to party too they know how to party yeah that's what i love about bimini it's just it's and it's a beautiful island it's really really pretty but I would retire and probably move to Exuma. Exuma have the, the prettiest beaches in the world, I would say. I love Long Island too, but Exuma just, oh, I went there for the first time in 2018 and the beaches were captivating. Like if I'm older, that's what I want. It's just pure tranquility. Yeah, I nice. went around the Exuma Keys and it was just beautiful. Have you went to the Sandbank? Yes, that I is did. So, so beautiful. Exuma is just it's so, so beautiful. I, just, I literally sat. It blew my mind. Yes, I sat on a key um, right off of the mainland. I sat on a beach. You have to get, you know, go, on, go to it on a boat. And I sat on a key and just watched the sunset from that key. It was so beautiful. And I was like, this is why I have to make Exuma my permanent home after I'm done with life, like living and traveling and all of that stuff. Just like that. It's really interesting too, because you talk about the NASA and you said there's so many options. There's always somewhere to go. There, 
there's always something to do. But people that lived and was raised in Nassau just feel as if there's nothing to do. <laughs> so <laughs> do you want to give some advice to some of the regular Bahamian listeners who aren't from the family islands? Give us more creative ways to look at the options that are on Nassau because you know me. When you ask me, what are you doing this weekend? I don't know. I'm going to be home. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. nothing to do. <laughs> right. But you know what I think Bahamians don't realize? They don't realize that there are so many options, like different things to do. They're so stuck to one thing, like the fish fry and regular Bahamian stuff. But you, there's like so many different cultures that's here that's living here and you can experience those cultures like go to different restaurants experience their food um experience their way of life we have indian restaurants we have greek restaurants um portuguese peruvian we have so many different things that you can do and then um so many different adventures go hiking go snorkeling. hiking there's a hiking trail in nassau yeah i've been trying to okay. hike for a couple years clifton Where pear someplace i'll cook clifton pear where that is see <laughs> there you go <laughs> that's past life and key oh that's why we don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> yes um do yoga parasail hop on a boat and go to one of the keys pretty nice that's really interesting so I guess what would you say was your drive through college and what drew you towards studying marketing the urge to gain financial freedom and wanting to experience the world drove me through college and towards marketing because with marketing you get to travel a lot um, and the only way that I felt to do that was getting a good education. So I had to stay um, grounded and focused on what it is that I wanted to do with my life. Because my first, honestly, my first year, I was all over the place. I wanted to be a dermatologist. I was all over the place. And then I was like, you know what, let me... Let me figure out what I like. And then I started getting, um, I got a job in the sales and marketing field and I fell in love with it. So I decided to pursue my career in marketing. But in initially, I was getting a degree in biochemistry. That's what I was studying at first. And then I changed to marketing. And I love it. Completely love it. What is it like being a marketing manager in a highly competitive industry? And I guess in addition to that, what does like marketing look like? Can if you could give us like and us and the listeners like a brief overview on what marketing is? Being a marketing manager in this industry is tough. It's really really tough, um, but it's necessary because if you want to be a marketer you have to understand that you have to you there are gonna be times where you're gonna be like oh my god this is such a great idea this is it and then there are gonna be times like 
oh my god i can't wait to just switch my career because it's going to be so competitive like you can't compete like what are you going to do and then your bosses and everyone else is like yo you need to come up with something better you need to do this you need to do that but it's necessary the toughness is necessary because you're going to have good and bad days in marketing i've came to realize um and you can't just settle on one good like sometimes you knock something out the park but you can't just stay there celebrating because tomorrow when you came up with that big idea someone else is going to come up with something different and you gotta find out how you're gonna knock that out to park so it's tough it's it's a and it's a really competitive this industry is really competitive um but Honestly, I like the fact that it's helping me, it's grooming me because I want to do marketing in other industries. Like it helps you get prepared to do marketing anywhere. If you can do marketing in this industry, you can do marketing anywhere. And for those who don't know, what um, industry are you in right now? Gaming. On the side of being a marketing manager, we know that you're also working on your personal business. So what has been your process so far trying to find a balance between both? The process hasn't been easy. Um, you know, marketing takes a lot of your time. It's a 24-7 job, honestly, because you run social media sites for companies and you have people quite, um, inboxing 24-7. Um, you got to stay alert. So what I've done was my nine to five, I would schedule customers, uh, sorry, clients, two hours after my nine to five, just in case I have to stay behind to work and I'm running a little late. So I usually schedule them in the evenings around seven. So that has been working fine. And on Saturdays um, and Sundays as well. And I try to plan ahead of time so if i have an event for work i would not schedule an appointment and i also call and confirm with my customers at least two days two to three days before and the day of just to make sure that you know everyone is um, on schedule you have to schedule your 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 life when you when you have a side business and you um have a professional and you you know you have a career and you have a side hustle you have to schedule your life plan your life properly and try to stick to it that's the only way that it'll work what made you decide to you know do a side business and then with that how was it building your brand of being a lash stylist and you know creating your group of clients what made me want to do it was i felt I always have a feeling of I'm not doing enough, like I can do more. Um, so for me, marketing all day wasn't enough for me, for my personal um, gain. I decided to do something um, out, out of the box. I've always tried to figure out what else can I do. Um, and then I realized that I was in love with lashes. I like how they look. so. I was like, you know what, let me just take a course in it, see if it's something that I like. If not, it's something that I did under my belt. Like I can, I can knock that off the list and say, I've done that before. Um, 
And then when I did it, I realized I really like it because to me, lashes helps un helps me unwind simply because it's a two hour process and it's a very tedious process. So what I do is when my clients come in, they have to close their eyes. So some of them fall asleep. I light a candle, play soft music, and I'm just there doing their lashes. Everything is just mellow. Sounds so relaxing. Right. <laughs> it's relaxing for me because if I had a hard day at work, I'm coming home to something that I'm focused on and it's also soothing me and relaxing me at the same time. So that's why yeah. I love it. And it also seems like, from what I'm getting, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't marketing seems like you're always like having to create new ideas. Right. But, you know, lashes is something that I wouldn't say like it's like it's the same thing, but it seems like it's, you know, the same process that you're doing right. over and over. It so is the same it's process. kind of like you're getting, you know, a break from one and right. doing the other. Yes, yes. Marketing is up and down, lashes is, you know, one way and then it relaxes you. So I noticed that you went from just doing individual lashes to selling strips to selling magnetic strips. So you kind of evolved and branched off your lash business. So how has that process been looking and what influenced you to want to spread your brand, I guess? Um, simply because, you know, well, I'm in marketing, so... I'm always, I always have to figure out what is, what is next, what's out there, how to compete. You know, you have to be able to compete. And I did my research and realized that, you know, there are a lot of lash artists here. Um, and I wanted to offer something different. And no one was offering magnetics at that time. It's no one still is off offering magnetics. So I'm kind of monopoly right now. Um, and after that, I'm going to look for something else. Like I just, because I'm in marketing as a career, I apply some of the knowledge that I know um, to my lash business, which is you got to compete. You got to be able to compete. You got to always be innovative, think outside of the box, look for new things, be, you know, follow the trends, see what else is new. And that's what caused me to branch off. And I'm also branching off into something else that's going to be launching very soon. Oh, I can't wait to see. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> yes. Very, Isn't very that soon. something to do about the secret box? <laughs> <laughs> what secret box? The secret box that was in your office. Oh, no, no, no. No. No, it's a um, whole different thing. So it's a whole new box, guys. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. We're excited yes. to see Thank when you. you're ready to bring that out. And I also so, have a website coming out. Oh, a whole so I'm getting into e commerce. A lot of new things. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> Yes. Marketing guys, you always get to stay on top of things. Exactly. Yes. Honestly, you might need to give me some tips on like how to do that. <laughs> yes. You can, trust <laughs> me, everything and anything can sell. Mm. People want to buy. You would be be shocked to know what people would buy. Really? Anything that's convenient. For I know. Them. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. You just gotta market it the right way. You just gotta market it the right way. Yes. Wow.
Wow. Okay. So I guess how is all of like how's your life as a lash specialist compared to your regular nine to five? My regular nine to five. I'm a professional. Like I have to be professional, you know, uptight. My lash clients and I have the most fun. We talk, we laugh, we sing karaoke. We have a yes, my like my last sessions be lit for those who don't want to go to sleep. And you're in Nassau? Yes. Okay then, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna plan this. She's accordingly. planning it so she when she comes back she knows where to go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that'll be awesome. But my clients, I love my clients. Like we have the best relationships. Um for those who want to come who had a rough day, I would just let them relax. For those who want to talk, you know, regular salons, every woman wants to talk about the issues in their life. And I give them advice. Um, and we have a good time. I literally had a karaoke day with one of my clients because one of the songs were playing that one of my favorite songs were playing. And she said, this is her favorite song. So I was, I was like, you know what? Stop. I'm going to stop doing your lashes and we're going to sing this to the top of our lungs. So we just start singing the whole song. And she was just so, like, she was happier after that. She, I guess she was having a bad day, but we just, we, I just yeah. stopped and I was like, you know, it's just, just, let's just sing. Well, I think that's important though, like creating like personal experiences where it's not just such like a transaction, but you're actually like creating like relationships. Yes. I create I like relationships that. with my clients. Yes. Um, but we also see that you do traveling. You travel some so what would you say is your most like what's the like your most favorite place you've been to yet and then why i thought about it right and i was gonna say london because it's a beautiful city but new york why new york new york is so fast like it's so fast and like there's so many different things going on and I absolutely love that. Like, and then the nightlife is crazy. I love the nightlife in New York. The restaurants are really, really good. And then when I'm there, I'm just feeling like I can do so much with myself. Like there's so many things out there that I can experience in this big, you know, this concrete jungle and here. And I want to I want to see what it's like to live in one of these penthouses, like, you know, stuff like that. It makes me want more for myself when I'm there. Like it just is a different experience for me when I'm there mentally. That's really interesting. It seems as if you like a lot of fast paced things because it tends to motivate you. Yes, yes, it does. Fast paced okay. things motivates me a lot. So given all of that, that you like being fast paced, how was core, how was your quarantine looking and your transition back to regular work? I wasn't sure if you guys started opening fully. I don't know. You guys have not fully opened yet. Yeah. But how is it like slowly getting back into like the working field, I guess, or has it not really slowed down for you at all because you're marketing and you also to come up with new things? It hasn't really slowed down for me. But the fact that I'm inside all day drives me crazy. 
like it literally does. So you like to relax, but you don't like being inside. Right. Relaxing. I don't like to be forced to relax. <laughs> like I want to I want to relax on my time. Like I don't want you to tell me I need to stay home all day. <laughs> I choose when to stay home. So that's how I've been feeling. The first two weeks was horrible, honestly. I was having withdrawal syndrome. I felt like a crack fiend needing to go out the house. It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> and I guess talking about, um, you know, quarantine and seeing how businesses have been able to, you know, pivot during this time. Uh, we saw that your nine to five company is one of the first on the island to give out food boxes to those in need. So how was it helping others during this time? How are you able to kind of stray away from that transaction mentality? Because you are like you work for a business and you, you have to make money um, compared to, you know, helping those in your community. I'm all for helping the community um, because I know I've seen, you know, growing up in Ireland, you've seen people who don't have much, who depend on, you know, regular farming and fishing to live. So I've always used, I always used to help in the community on the family islands, but going out during this pandemic and helping people was like such a blessing. I am so grateful for the opportunity that my CEOs gave to us because so many people needed it. And the reality is that a lot of people were not working. They do not have grocery. They have a ton, like a, a ton of kids to feed. Um, you know, like a lot of families really don't have it. And a lot of them hustle, as in they have small businesses. They, you know, sell fruits on the side of the road, um, different stuff like that. So, and then they had to shut down, so they didn't have any income. And half the time, a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck. And if they don't, they don't have paychecks coming in, what are they going to do? And just the fact that when we were there, the overwhelming response we got with so many people. I, don't, I can send you a video of the come out of cars that were backed up for hours trying to get food. made me feel like I'm doing exactly what I need to be doing right now like it's not about the money anymore it's about our community our country because everyone is feeling this right now um, that was that was a great experience for me honestly um what is your why and how did you find it my why would be I have to make my dad proud. I found it when he died. Before then, I was just a daddy's girl. And he just gave me everything that I wanted, just not to see me cry. For example, the age of 13, giving me the keys to a car. Oh, you are 13. <laughs> see what you... <laughs> Yeah, I was 13 when I started driving. <laughs> wow, age puts everything into perspective now. <laughs> you were 13? Yes. 
So yeah. I have he was he was a hard worker too. Like he was all about supporting his family and his community. Um he would pick up children who like would drop out of school, boy young boys who would drop out of school, tell them like come work for me. Since you don't want to be in school, learn a job, like learn a trade, learn to do, be a man. Like he that's how he was with everyone whom who he came in contact with. Um but I was always his little princess, so he always believed in, you know, daddy's girls. They always believe in um, taking care of their daughters. And like my dad always told me, I want to teach you everything so a man wouldn't have to. So a lot of things I learned from, from him. Um, and he's my why. And I found it when he died. That is beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Um, thank you yeah, for sharing thank that you. That was That was beautiful. And our thank listeners. you. But I guess looking into this year, uh, what are your intentions for the rest of 2020? For the rest of 2020, I plan to um, expand my business, my personal business, um, expand the company that I work for, um, well, I had planned to travel, but that's not looking too well. But so for now, my main focus is my side hustle, going that into a legitimate business so that one day it can be something that I wake up to every day and go to bed doing. So I won't be working for another company. I actually have a question um, for those who want to start a side hustle or side business, um, what advice do you have in like kind of finding that idea, finding, you know, that particular like niche you want to go into or what you want to sell? Um, my advice would be find something simple, not something too complex. If you haven't had like, if you haven't had any experience with any side hustle at all find something simple um, and see how you can make that simple thing a really big thing like find how different ways you can sell it research it oh do a lot of research if you plan to sell something and you have an idea in your head research on that thing whatever it is do a lot of research find out what companies are selling it, how much they're selling it for, um, how you can make that thing better, um, and what people are saying about it. But do it. Don't just think about it. And, and even if it's not perfect, still launch it. Don't wait for perfection. If you like uh, 40% into it, start it even if you just have an, the idea the name create a facebook page create an instagram page start gaining followers you don't have to post anything but just start gaining followers get your friends to start following the page so when you start posting you already have built a following thank you i feel like i should say thank you after that thank you where do you see yourself in the future and how are you working towards that now i see see myself married 
with kids. Can't wait for that wedding. <laughs> You're definitely invited. <laughs> um, married with kids. Being a boss. Like, I'm demanding my time. Like, no one else controls my time. Because I'm, I want to put my all into my family. And I can't do that with someone telling me where and how and you know what I can do so I need to be my own boss and I want a family yes I feel like that um being like your own boss like the ultimate goal yes that is the ultimate yeah goal. and my family yes of course family yes 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 what are do you have any book recommendations for us I know you're talking about research so um, do you usually find your research through books? And if you do, um, what are like some of your favorite, if you do? Well, right now I'm reading Secrets of a Six-Figured Woman by Barbara Stani. So I think you should read it. It's about um, this lady who always tried to figure out how women wake, make six figures. So she did interviews with every, like a bunch of women who actually make six figures. So it teaches you how you can make six, six figures, like what you can do. It's, it's, it's girl power. So I recommend a lot of females to read this. I'm all about girl bosses. Honestly, me too. Oh. <laughs> On that topic, who are you looking up to in the girl boss community? Currently, uh, Michelle Obama. Yes. She's legit, like, the best person to emulate. And um, T.D. Jake's daughter. Sarah Jake. Sarah, Sarah Jake. Sarah Jake Roberts. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, Sarah Jake. Oh, I love her. I, I love, love her. her because she went through a lot and she's not afraid to tell her story and she's not hiding behind the things that she went through. And a lot of women go through a lot of things and they're so ashamed of what they went through and like what society is going to say, what their family is going to say, what people are going to say. Um, and she's just telling her story and she's telling her story knocking down like like kicking down doors telling a story like she doesn't care where she is she's going to tell a story and the fact that she's in church telling the story i admire that about her i also she's have some local girl bosses i yes. look up to um one would be her name is alexandria Mackey. she's a friend of mine she's also a lawyer and she's decided to start a book where she's teaching black women how to be bosses how to rise above a lot of things and be girl bosses Ooh, has she published the book as yet no she's just getting started she's gonna kill me for even saying this oh. <laughs> but look out for it i'm gonna sh keep sharing it <laughs> i'm gonna keep sharing it i see she posted some stuff on social media so she's probably almost there. But yeah, the black coffee um, by Alexandria.
Yeah. So this is actually the last question of the interview, but what would you tell your 20 year old self with what you've, what, with what you know now? I would tell my wisdom onto young Rache. Come on. I would tell young Rache, um, love can wait, focus on you, focus on building you, focus on your passion, figure out now what it is that you want to do with your life. Don't wait on no one to feed you. Figure out ways you can feed yourself. Work hard. Um, don't drink too much. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, what's the story behind this one? <laughs> yeah. Really? Really? When you're in your 20s and you're young, you know, sometimes, especially coming from the island, I just like wild out because I never used to drink at all. But yeah, don't drink too much. Um, and all of the values and attributes that you had when you were in high school, keep them. It's okay to keep them. Like, you don't have to listen to what everyone else is doing around you. Focus, remain focused, stay focused. My 20-year-old self. Wow. Well, we've come to the end. Um, thank you so much for joining us on the UNI podcast. We are so grateful that you took the time to talk to the listeners and us. Thank you for having me. And to our listeners, I hope you enjoyed and gained something from our conversation with Rache. Again, we want this to be an ongoing conversation with all of you. So please feel free to leave your questions, comments, and ideas on our latest Instagram post at the UNI podcast. Yes. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you during next week's episode. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And we would love to hear your thoughts. What did you think? What was your favorite part of the episode? Leave your comments on our latest Insta post at the UNI podcast. We want to include you on this journey. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you during next week's episode. Have a wonderful week. Bye.